0: I just let it keep playing. I figured you start dancing. Let me go ahead and bring myself up higher. I feel like I look like a little boy on camera. Hold on, come on up here. There we go. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the True Christian Ministry Podcast. It is our Monday night episode, uh, favorite episode of mine, because it means we have another one uh, two days from now. So happy to be back. Happy, happy to be back this Monday. What's up, JD? How is uh, your Tuesday morning what's, in Africa?
1: What's what's up, brother babe? Uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, still still warm enough to wear t-shirts this early in the morning. So praise God for that. So so Amen. good to be back. As Mike said, Monday night's rendition of the True Christian Ministry, ministry Podcast. So again, uh, looking at the views we get, looking at the likes we get, we still need those subs, guys. And again, the reason for the subs is so that these videos get pushed out with the YouTube algorithm, that these videos get pushed out to more people. And we can see more people believe the gospel and more people share God's word. Great.
0: We don't need to tell them that because if there's anybody that's watching right now that hasn't subscribed that, that that's, that's ridiculous because then that would say a lot about them. So we're talking anybody new here. Cause if you're back from second time and you haven't subscribed, I will find you. Do you understand me? I will find find you
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) Liam Neeson. The thing
0: (laughs) I have a set of skills and I will utilize them. I will come preach. <laughs> I'll preach so hard to you. You, I will preach you so hard.
1: You'll get DM'd.
0: I will bring you that Justin uh, word of God. You know, he doesn't just say yeah. the word of God. He says the word of God.
1: <laughs> Praise but Jesus, welcome. man. Good to be back. As always, everybody at uh, is here, you can see the title, Are Prophets and Apostles Needed in the Church Today? I mean, we've we've been discussing this topic for and we've taken various different aspects of this whole prophet uh, genre that is going on at the moment. We've reacted to videos. We've exposed the lies. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we, we're going to hopefully tackle again um, why we don't need to rely on the words of prophets. And we can stand on God's inerrant word and believe everything that Jesus Christ gave his apostles. Um, and that's that's basically what we're going to be discussing tonight. So pumped, pumped, Bible, yeah, baby. Not
0: just, not Bible. Just, we're talking about basically the, the number one function is this, or the number one reason for this podcast tonight is this. Let's just pretend for a second that 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 we don't t- disbelieve the fact that prophets and apostles walk today. I want to ask, are they needed? I want to look at what they are for in the Bible. And ask ourselves, if they are present, what would that mean? Where would that put us in the timeline of the church? What does that mean about our walk? And also, what requirements of the believer does that mean? Because I don't think enough people realize this. When we start putting up this word about there's prophets, that brings a new responsibility upon you as a believer. I don't know if you know this. But it is your responsibility to know what God has declared. How many times in the New Testament does Jesus say, "Have you not heard?" or "Have you not read?" Never once does He ask them, um, "Like, where'd you learn your biblical studies at? Which what what synagogue do you go to?" No, 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 He held them accountable to what the prophets wrote, whether or not they read it. I I don't remember Jesus really sitting down and being like, "Oh, you didn't read it." (laughs) Okay, my bad. No, you should be aware of what God has revealed. So if prophets speak today, and prophets declare God's will today, we should know what that is being, what is being declared and who that prophet is. It shouldn't be like, well, they're out there somewhere. Don't know where though. Um, so we're going to discuss those things and we're probably going to roll a little bit into the progressive church because even though people don't call themselves prophets, they're doing the exact same thing. And that is- Uh, Praying on Christians who are seeking out the wrong thing. And we always spend so much time trying to point out the falsehoods of these teachers when we should be diving into making sure Christians know what they're supposed to be looking for. Because if we can meet amen. you there and you know what you're looking for, then you're never going to run into them because you're not going to be looking for what they're offering. So amen. that's what we need to be discussing as far as that goes. But, um, J.D., I think that the place we need to go here is obviously Ephesians uh, chapter two and then chapter four, but uh, Ephesians two, I believe, lays it out exactly what the apostles and the prophets have done on our behalf yeah, and for us. But well, you know what?
1: Perfect starting point.
0: I want to read all of two because let's get context of what's going on, and we don't even need all of this passage, so it starts at verse 11 because this is where Paul starts talking about the body of the saints, what we are where we come from, how we're made one, like all of it. So let's see what Paul is saying in context of Ephesians chapter 2. Um, like always, if you're watching on TikTok, I should remind you that there is a link on my profile to come watch over at YouTube. It's youtube.com slash at true over there. The comments are on, uh, the screen is shared. You can see the Bible on screen and you can uh, join the conversation a little bit better. If you rather stay over there and just listen to JD's voice in the background, uh, then so be it. But I'll tell you, he's a handsome fella. The voice in the face match, uh, <laughs> Let's go ahead and dive into this section of Ephesians 2, starting at uh, verse 11. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope. And without God in the world. So what is he saying here? Obviously, he's addressing the Gentiles. And he's speaking to them to remember that just because you're saved now, let's not forget where you were. You were called the uncircumcised by what is called the circumcision. Talk about those men that were circumcised look down upon you. Dogs, in fact, is what the Gentiles are called. Remember that you were separated from Christ and you were alienated from this commonwealth of Israel. What is the commonwealth of Israel? That connection to God, right? Israel is that olive branch um, uh, or the olive tree and we've been grafted in so we have a connection to God as well. And strangers to the covenant of promise, that's that. Uh, the covenant of promise is what Abraham received, having no hope and without God in the world. And then he goes on. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were, I'm sorry, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So talk about the Gentiles have been brought in by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. And I notice Paul says our, Paul's a Jew. So that the, these small little designations mean it matter. So Paul is talking to these Gentiles about how you've been brought in and then says, for he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two. I want to stop there because, J.D., I'm sure you got stuff you want to – because there's yeah. a lot – this is this is also a strong wall that you go to when you have people that try to separate Jew and Gentile and say there's different gospel. Yeah. example, Jesus yeah. came Amen. to separate that dividing line and to make one man from the two. And that, too, is Amen. Jew and Gentile. And in case you're not aware, let's define it. Jew comes from the line of the Hebrews from Abraham, the chosen people of God, physically. Gentile is anyone not that. I don't care what anybody says. That's what that means. It's anyone who's not a, a person, yeah. a child of God, a Hebrew, a people of God. So, therefore, yeah. that's the two groups of humans, and Christ made one. What do you, what do you got, J.D.?
1: Yeah. Uh, we separate we separate this because there is a there is a chasm there is a there is a there is a bridge. We say everyone that is not Jew, ultimately we are all descendants of Adam, and and, and again this is why it's important to understand the the narrative of the first Adam and the second Adam. And here Paul says something: Christ abolished the law of commandments. Listen to this: expressed in ordinances. So this doesn't contradict what Jesus Christ said when he said, I did not come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them. So when we look at the fulfillment of that, we look at the fulfillment of Jesus Christ came and showed the Old Testament scriptures um, and exactly what they meant. He spoke to the Pharisees and pointed out to them how they read the scriptures, but misread the scriptures, because if they had understood the scriptures, they would have been ready for the coming Messiah. So very important to note here that Paul also expresses this to us in, in Colossians. He also exp- expresses this, this to us in, in 2 Timothy and 1 Timothy, that we are no longer bound by the ordinances of men created by the Jews, which are in, we've, 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 we've just gone through Exodus on the Bible Look reading at this the, right here, the,
0: yeah. the cross reference yeah. for JD to support him, Colossians chapter two. If with Christ you die to the elemental spirits of the world, why as if you were still alive in the world do you submit to regulations? Um in the prior verse, it talks about go.
1: canceling our legal demand, that debt that we have. Amen. Amen. So yeah, that, that's the points I'm trying to make. So again, when when we see the way Paul addresses this, the Ephesian church. It's, it's, it's very important to note that, that Paul's ministry to, to Ephesus was one of his most important m- missionary journeys, and, and we see this in the book of Acts. So when we go see that Paul's warning to the church, to the elders at Ephesus in Acts chapter 20, where he warns them that there will come a time. And we see this now with people using the book of Ephesians. We're going to get there in a hot minute. But using the book of Ephesians to justify that there are prophets and apostles. But they've completely omitted that this is a letter that has a starting point and an ending point. (laughs) They jump to the ending point. Uh, They jump to the end and go, there we go, prophets and apostles. Um, But Paul has already established that he was the last apostle to be called. We see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says he was the last of all to be called, one out of season, one out of due time. And again, Paul puts emphasis on the fact that he didn't just meet Christ on the Damascus road and then go, sweet, and then hop up and start preaching. No, Paul went and spent three years with Christ. Most people leave this out. We go to Galatians. We see Paul spent three years learning from Jesus before he went out and preached. So so these self-proclaimed prophets the one that Mike more specifically has dealt with the English lady who who came to Christ a couple of months ago and oh, now man. has been called and now she has been called to God as a prophet of God. Yeah. God does not use babes in Christ to be prophets. And we see this with 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 Daniel we see this with Samuel we see this with David we see with every single person that God anointed and called they went through a season before they got to speak for God. Before they became the mouthpiece, even Moses spent forty years in the wilderness prior to being called back to Egypt. Amen. God was refining him. God was using him, showing him things, and then exposing what what he needed to be doing. Um, and today we have someone come to Christ, uh, and a week later the conscious starts rattling off ideas and that must be God. No, it's not God. I, I'm telling it's you, it. I figured it
0: out what it is though, JD. I don't know if you saw this video yet because I do a lot of videos and mainly I just do that because if I don't, all these words are going to sit in my head and I got to let them out somewhere. So I just put them on camera. But I'm convinced that I would say, let's say we have a pie chart and it's 100% of false profits. I'm going to say 15% is on purpose Satan's team, right? I'll give him a good 15%. Um, I truly believe the other 85% are their inner monologue or their convictions. So either they're truly believers and then they get convicted by the spirit. And I did a video about this saying, stop pushing your convictions on others because yes, the spirit might've been guiding you, but that's not because you're a prophet to tell everybody else that's, you're actually exposing your own weakness to everybody. Like God is telling you all that. There's a serious issue with this one thing. Like, mm mm-hmm. He might have been telling you there's a serious issue with that one thing, bro. I mean, that that might be something he's talking to you about. And then you have people that, look, I'm going to be honest with you. There's probably prophets out there that do it just like this. They're reading the Bible. They just came to the Lord, and they're really excited, and and they're just rejoicing over everything. Their zeal is on fire, and something clicks for the first time. And because they don't know Christians know this already, they're like, this is a word from the Lord. Because everybody forgets that things exist outside of themselves. Why do you think everybody— Every single year says, did you hear about the book of Enoch and how it was taken out of the Bible? What? Mm, the mm, lost books. Mm. Bro, it's not lost. Lost would imply we don't know where it's been at. It's never been lost. Yeah. Look at me. The book of Enoch has never been lost. We've been well aware of it. They quote it in Jude. they And not as scripture. He doesn't say, thus says the Lord. We have it in the Dead Sea Scrolls. And people have never had it missing between hand. Like, no one. It's not a lost book. But because you've never heard of it. And nothing exists outside of your world. You're like, this is new. And this is what people do. This is literally social media in a nutshell. You just share new information. And because there's 6 billion people on the planet, or 8 billion, you're going to have people that are, that never heard of it as well. And they're going to say, oh my goodness, that's from God. And then they're boosting you up, and you're like, "Yes, it is." And then you get this weird circle of this person has a has weak faith, so they're looking to cling to a prophet to build their faith. This false prophet has weak faith, and they're looking to the people building them up to cling to, and they're clinging to each other and literally just keeping each other feel secure inside their own lies. Yeah. Did I get it, JD? You think I hit the nail on the header?
1: <laughs> Power, bro. That 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 that's exactly that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And and, oh. and the, the level of self-deception is is what's frightening because we we can see it in the fruit, we can see it in the fruit of these so-called prophets. When you challenge them, like we are told to do, we're told to test anyone who says they come in the name of the Lord, we're told to test them. Unequivocally, we're told to ensure that they're from God. And how do we ensure? that the word they've given lines up with the words that have been given. So here's the thing. And, and, and we've covered this in the last, the last, you know, in the fivefold liars episode, <laughs> one false prophecy discredits you. One, it's not a list. It's not okay. I've got 10 strikes. It's not you. have You one false prophecy declares you a false prophet. So all of these, and there's a couple, there's a couple of these, you know, uh, that, that prophesied that Donald Donald Trump would take office again before Biden became president. And they all failed miserably. Some of them even had were dressed up and ready on election day with Trump flags and saying, he's a winner. And we've got Kat Kerr and all of these that, that, that claimed that Trump was going to be reelected. And after he wasn't reelected, guess what they did? Rather than come out and say, I'm a false prophet, I repent, they came out and said, No. Not this election, obviously the next one. We we missed the timeline. God it's God was clear about the for timeline about when Trump did. Same with the it's date setters, impossible.
0: JD. They get the date wrong. It's like, oh well, yeah. I just looking at it wrong. But you spoke real confident last week. What's crazy is they'll speak ridiculously confident. Beforehand, and then everything, but well, you know, oh, you're gonna hold it against me. But then they, they get this defensiveness, and it goes back to again, I don't think people understand what they're even called to do in Christ because people think seeking out these end time prophecies and they really will cling to the Bible and be like, the Bible tells us to be awake, aware of the seasons, and like this is a part of it. Like, yo, no, it's oh, I want to, oh, I want to, man, I listen, I know I'm a Christian, but I'm not Christ like, I mean, Christ yet, I'm not Christ yet. So, therefore, I still have some, some anger in me when it comes to people that disrespect my Lord. Man, I'd be wanting to slap mm-hmm. some people sometimes. Like, for real, can I tell you something? I guarantee you, I, can, I cannot speak for God except for in things where God has made it clear. But I, I can speak on this one. God would rather you stand before him going out and loving people and serving people than seeking prophecy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you think God cares about you seeking, finding some hidden prophecy, like, Lord, I know it took me six years, but I found out when you were coming back. Yeah, during that six years, how many people did you feed? During that six years, how many shirts did you give? Why, why uh-huh. weren't you bringing the gospel to people? Why were you so consumed with you knowing the truth when I've said I got it all? I, I got this handled. Did you not trust me that I got this handled? Did you feel like you needed to check my, my, my schedule and make sure I'm doing it appropriately? Did you need to make sure you knew how I was going to do things? Or did you not go out and do what I asked you to do? The, the great commission was not go forth and learn everything about prophecy.
1: Yeah, no, amen, no arguing,
0: oh, are you against prophecy? No, I'm telling you where your priorities should be. No one's against amen, prophecy. Bro. Paul even said it. Yeah. we pro- Some prophesy and some tongues, but they cease and love is what matters. And, yeah. and again, what is the purpose of the church? So let's go back to it real quick. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Hey, side note, just a little happy moment. JD, guess what I just found out tonight? And everybody's about to find out right now. Remember for Christmas, my wife got me a trip to Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're actually gonna do a multi-stop tour. Ephesus is one of them. Woo! I'm ex- boy, I'm excited. I'm Italian, but oh, man, Ephesus so cool. is what I'm looking at. Well, I get to go stand, stand so for cool. Ephesus. Yeah, I cannot wait you see to see all go the pagans. <laughs> the old buildings of the Ephesus. Uh yeah. I'm dude. You know I'm reading Ephesians there, right? Right. Like, is that a yeah. given? <laughs> matter of fact, matter of That's fact, so cool, oh, man. my goodness. While I'm there, I need you all to address me as my brother in Ephesus. Like you were writing a letter. <laughs> I beseech you. And I hope your trip as well as you are in Ephesus and you return. Stop by Corinth and let my brothers know. In fact, I was looking at the map. And it's not far from Thessalonica, and it even pops up in as Thessalonica, right? Because you know that's the real name, but it shows up in Greek under it. And I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna be over by Thessalonica too. What? Yeah, it's Turkey. Oh, I didn't man, know that Ephesus funny. was in Turkey, but yeah, I'm going to Ephesus, so I'm super excited. But yeah, that's completely unrelated. Back to the Bible now. Um, for he himself is our peace who made uh, who has made us both one and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments, expressed in the ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of two. So making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. So let's stop for a second. Prior to Christ's coming, the world was split into two men. One man, Israel. The other man, Gentile. And if we go back even further, the world was one man, Adam, and that one man was broken and fallen. So God split the nations and and made it two men, everyone else and my man, Israel. Jesus, the second Adam, means we start back over as all being one. And as long as Jesus doesn't mess up, we stay one, right? I'm, I'm breaking this down super Barney style. This is not actually how you would teach it theologically, but I want you all to see these pictures in your head right? So God used the breaking of the nations into two so that he can bring forth salvation for both. And by bringing forth salvation for both, it reconciles the two. That's what the body is, right? And then it says, and he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near for through him, we both you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Notice he doesn't say some of you are prophets, right? He's making he, yeah. Everyone he's addressing is not in that apostle and prophet group. He tells them that they're what's being built upon that. And he even makes a moment at the end to remind them, in him, you also are being built. You are not part of that foundation. So now let's look at that foundation real quick. The prophet and the apostles, the prophets declared the will of God because the living will of God Jesus Christ the living word of God God's word is his will so Jesus is just as much the word, the will of God as he is the word of God they prophesied of the will of God which is Jesus coming now yeah. that Jesus came the apostles prophesied of his will that is here you wonder how i know there's no prophets i thought about this earlier jd because if we were still under the same uh, the same char- uh, not characteristics if we still titled the same way as the old testament every single author of the new testament would become a prophet because they declared the will of God, but they're not their apostles. Why? Because the apostle is the new Testament equivalent of the prophet. And that's why the building that is the house of God is built upon the prophets and the apostles with Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. So you got a wall that's prophets. You got a wall that's the apostles and they meet right here where Jesus is at. And that's what people need to understand. So that means if we have prophets today, we have to ask a question. Are they a part of the foundation of the church? Are we still in the early church? Are we still in the building of the church? We have to we have yeah. to ask
1: that question. Also, also, we, we have to ask the question of how many foundations does your house have? How many Wait, foundations does your house board? have? Yeah, I mean, like, like we w- there is one foundation to every home. You don't, after 10 years, come and put another foundation on the roof. And a, a foundation is, is what is solidified, what is the stone, what holds the house together. This is, Jesus gives us this analogy when he talks about the house built on sand and the house built on the rock. He he's, he's speaking in parables. Jesus is speaking in hyperbole, and those who are of the truth will know the truth. Jesus is saying, if you build your house on him, if you build your house on the rock, when the storms come, you will not be swayed. You will not be moved. These so-called prophets, and and this is what breaks my heart the most about these prophets, is when we look at Jeremiah as an example, when we look at Isaiah as an example, Jeremiah is, is hated. Jeremiah is hated by Israel. For 40 years, he's proclaiming the word of God. He's proclaiming the warnings. He's telling people, thus says the Lord. You know him. The same God who brought us out of Egypt. The same God who who showed you all the signs and the wonders. The same God who rained down fire on, on, on Sodom and Gomorrah. The same God who rained down fire on the Baal priests. The same God. And he's for 40 years isolated and alone. He's hated. He's not wearing a brand new Versace suit, standing behind a pulpit, telling people that I prophesy that this is the year you have financial breakthrough.
0: Not just that JD, hey. but these guys today talked. If, if, if they're real, they talk to God more than Isaiah and Jeremiah did because they, they act like they're receiving thousands of prophecies, thousands, and talking to God daily, not prayer to God daily. We all talk to God daily. I mean, receiving word from God. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read the Old Testament, one, when, when God speaks to them, it's not a voice in their head. It says the word of the Lord came upon them, right? Who's the word of the Lord? Jesus. So is Jesus walking into the, or, or appearing before these people every day when they're like, I got another word for the Lord today. I got another, or are they hearing a, a voice in their head? Cause that's not what I saw. In the, I, I'm sorry, JD. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Correct my ignorance. if I'm ignorant. I don't see any evidence that this is how the prophets of old Testament went chilling, chilling eyes were on the back of the head and be like, what did I write? Oh my goodness. This is the most incredible scripture i ever seen. That's yeah. not what happened. And it wasn't just like, what? Okay, Lord. Yeah. No, we we read it. The Lord would sit with the prophet, call upon him. The the Lord the word of the Lord would uh, come upon him. And it wasn't every single day. Like, bro, they be having 400 yeah. 500 prophecies and it's like, yo, so you're telling me you have direct conversations with God every day and he just giving you these prophecies that don't come to pass with no exact date.
1: <laughs> yeah. And 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 this is this is one of the objections I received the other day when I said God raised up a prophet at a time for a people at a time. And although we see instances where multiple prophets were alive at the same time, they're not speaking to the same group of people. They're not prophesying to the same group of people. When you go to Micah and you see the book of Micah ends, and then we move over to the New Testament, are we aware, everybody in the chat, that four generations pass? Before John the Baptist, that's 400 years of nothing. Remote silence. There is no prophet being raised up for 400 years. That means every single one of us born during the time between Micah and John the Baptist would not have seen a prophet. We would have had nothing but the scriptures and past events to guide us to God. No prophet being
0: raised up you just brought up something that that's an interesting thing to really definitely talk about that i've never really thought about out loud because often you'll you'll get this pushback <clears throat> and what we'll get is this they'll misrepresent you as being a cessationist that doesn't believe god moves at all but they'll always hit you with this oh so you think god isn't moving right now but you just brought up a true a, tr- a true a uh, true uh something scriptural that's true about not that he's not moving but that he has had moments where he says all right i'm back i'm not i'm not here 400 years, um, complete silence. And that was between the old covenant and the new covenant, right? And this idea like that, after Christ leaves, there has to be these prophets coming. I I don't know if you saw my video, but I pointed out why is it that Muhammad felt the need to pretend he was the one that Jesus prophesied about with the helper, right? Because even the enemy knew that we're not supposed to look for anyone else. So he had to slide himself in as what? The comforter. I don't know if you guys don't know this, but if you talk to an apologist for Islam, like, and you tell them no one comes after Jesus, they will agree with you up until the point of the helper. Cause they understand our enemy understands that what we believe is no one's supposed to come after Jesus. So they have to slide in there. Well, Jesus was saying he's sending one more, what one more. So why is it that we as Christians don't even realize this where we just throw yeah. that away and, 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 yeah. uh, It's Brittany. Yes, you're absolutely right about that as well. We don't even go down that path with them because then it is then it's about uh, actions. But you are right if we wanted to. And I've heard J.D. say it like if you're really a prophet, why are you wasting your God given gift for the completely wrong things? Telling people about their success at work when you could be warning someone about the heart attack they're going to have or uh, instead Mm -hmm. of warning someone about like their marriage uh, or their relationship, uh, you know, getting better what about the person that's getting cheated on like i don't know i'm just coming up with better ideas than the the craziness it's become miss cleo it's miss cleo <laughs> y'all remember that yeah. call me on the hotline love i tell you what <laughs> your future is
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly what it is and they're they're only ever found at these massive conventions um and and it's always it's always about health wealth and prosperity they're only prophesying about how much better things are going to get. But that contradicts the scripture. Paul tells us, Beware. In latter times, people will depart from the faith, giving ye to seducing spirits and the doctrines of devils. And they're saying, This is the year where Christ manifests himself to you. He's going to appear to you in the flesh. What? What? Amen. Yet we've got guys like Apollos, Barnabas, these guys. Timothy, you know, they're, they're learning from Paul and they're going and they're preaching the gospel and they're not going, oh, man, if only I could get a word from the Lord. If only I could get, you know, a sighting, if only I could touch him myself, then I will believe. And and and, and no one, we, we missed the point where Jesus Christ, he sits, he sits and he has dinner. He has a meal with these apostles after his resurrection. And what does he say to Thomas? What does he say to Thomas? Blessed are those who have not seen and believed. What does it mean to be blessed because you have not seen and believe? Hebrews 11, 1 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things unseen. Again, when we look at these prophets and the prophecies they are prophesying, it's never about. It's never about anything other than a coming destruction. Benny Hinn in 1994 said God was going to rain down fire physically on the homosexual community Mm -hmm. in 1994. That didn't happen. He's still adored by millions. He is still adored by millions. So how does this happen? This happens when we have a reprobate mindset and we're more focused on what we can attain or gain in this current life than what God has already promised us in the eternal. That's Amen. And the bottom line,
0: we, we have to understand that JD kind of pointed it out, but people always like, Oh, why, why do you, why do you call them out based on X, Y, and Z? And what they fail to realize is the lack of a sound gospel is really the issue. We point out all these Laws because they're the failures of the test when you test somebody by scripture. However, the most important thing of all is gospel. Like if you were to bring a prophet across the table and this or uh, bring, bring a prophet to us and the prophet uh, preaches a sound gospel, like he confesses Jesus Christ to be exactly who we believe he is. And the gospel is perfectly sound. Like I, I would have to come across that with a much different eye. Like, okay, because the enemy Is not about to send somebody the saving gospel, which that's what cracks me up. When people try, people disagree with me on this subject, they'll say I'm working for Satan. And it's like, you might want to be careful. Not like I care about what you say about me, but what you say about the gospel that saves. Just like when someone will try and say, oh, these Bibles have been corrupted by Satan. Satan won't give somebody the gospel that saves. If the gospel saves is there, Satan isn't the one involved. Human ignorance. Yes. Human anger and evil. Yes well, humans can make the, but Satan will not produce, give, provide, or point to the saving
1: gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the most- Oh man, Mm. you just pointed out something and I wanted to mention this, so I'm so glad you brought that up. Ask any single one of these prophets on their live streams in person, what is the gospel that saves? Watch how they start they get defensive, uh, like, like, oh, a- why,
0: why are you asking me? Just stick around. You'll find me.
1: Awesome. <laughs> what must I do to be saved? What is the good news? Because everything you're saying is average news, bro. You're talking about me getting a new car. You're talking about me getting a new house. That's average news. I want to be talking about eternal life in yeah. Christ. That's good news. Getting a new house, that's average. Getting a new car, that's average. Getting some that's money, the average. That the
0: world wants, and that's the thing. Yeah. That is what the world wants. Let's be very honest. That the 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 movement for today's, we have an entire generation of people. Like I'm gonna just be real with you guys. We have an entire generation of people that are growing up in a time where where the internet's new to us, and being in front of other human beings like we are is new to us. And if you look in the world, take away faith for one second. Don't look at things with faith. Don't look at things through a religious lens. Just look at humanity right now. Do we not see a a, a push for this want to be of, a, of an influencer or wanting to be an advocate or wanting to be a voice? Everybody online wants to inspire, wants to bring hope. It's not just faith, everything. Everybody wants to protest. Everybody, it's this, it's this movement that we are in in Western civilization because we have nothing else to worry about. We don't got to worry about starvation. We don't got to worry about uh, homelessness and our shelter being gone. We don't got to worry about uh, us dying because of a cold. So we live in a society where like, we really don't have much to worry about, and everybody wants that. Now bring everything back into the reality of faith. There's just, just like there's people out there that are going to be motivational speakers that just want to talk to hear themselves talk because they think their voice matters. There's going to be yeah, Christians like yeah. that. There's going to be Christians that yeah. follow suit in that exact same, or people that call themselves Christians. It is, yeah. it is the exact same tactic of the
1: charlatan, just a different flavor. Amen. Amen. And here's the question, right? Is when, when, and, and this is one of the reasons why I dislike TikTok, I know I'm on TikTok, but. TikTok caters to attention deficit. People will come on, they'll make a video 30 seconds long, a minute long, 10 minutes, whatever the case may be. They'll make a video, they'll say a lot without saying anything. And then the comment section will blow up. Wow, I never knew that. For example, these deconstructing Christians come up and go, I don't believe the Bible because I read the Bible. And everyone goes, Wow, that's crazy. Oh, cool. And I'm like, Can you please? Clear up your statement. What about the Bible or what did you read in the Bible that made you not believe the Bible? You see, they make these claims. I only really started my deconstruction process the moment I read the Bible. Okay, give me an example. And we've got people blowing them up. Ten, They get 100,000 likes overnight because this is what the world wants to hear. Wow, you read the Bible and deconstructed because you saw through it? Wow, profound. What did you see? What did you read that made you? And and here's the question we have to ask these deconstructing Christians. Is, Is Christ not raised? Is Christ dead? Is Christ yet dead? Because as Paul says to us in 1 Corinthians 15, if Christ is not raised, then our faith is in vain and we are yet in our sins. Our faith in the ESV says your faith is futile. You know what it means to be have futile faith? It means it's pointless. It's, uh, everything the Christian is doing today is pointless if Christ is not raised from the dead. So with everything they read in the Old Testament and they, they discredit the God of the Bible, we have to ask them, what about Jesus? What about Jesus Christ? Did Jesus Christ live, die on a cross and raise to life? Because just on that, the foundation of our faith, everything else you think you know, without even making any point whatsoever, you never, ever go into that. Notice this. They'll say the God of the Old Testament is different to the God of the New Testament. and this. But they won't point out a single example of what they mean. They'll make the claim and people will go, oh, wow, that's profound. I never looked at it that way but they don't bring a single scriptural basis to the table to prove the claim. The God of the old Testament is no different to the God in the new Testament. In fact, for the believer, we see God's redemptive plan from the beginning of creation. We see his redemptive
0: plan. To be honest with you, I don't even like the statement, the God of the old Testament. <laughs> you mean God is that what we're talking about. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I had right. someone the other day come to me about that. Like, when I called out false prophecy, they did that. They said, um, "What does the goal, God of the Old Testament say? This, this, and that." Or, "Why don't you obey the?" I'm like, "Wait a minute! It's God. It's not God of the Old Testament. It's not God of the New Testament. It's God, and God has a standard, and God has a structure. Period. Whether you like it, whatever. I, I'll be honest with you. We have to understand that with the larger uh, uh, expansive technology that we have to reach people, we have to start teaching ourselves. And I'm, I'm a victim of this." of when we need to draw that line as well, because there's a lot of people out there that just want to argue, that just want to uh, 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 be a stumbling block in your walk, that want to be a thorn in your side in your walk, that want to distract you. And some of these people, no matter what you say, it does not matter. And the thing is, that's who really eats up what the false prophets have to say. When When you point out a false prophet is false, you shouldn't expect a large group of these people to be like, oh, okay, but maybe one. And that's the goal when you call it a false prophet, because most of the people following a false prophet are following him for the reason that he offers them what they want, because he offers them not God. He offers them uh, a a God in person, an idol, uh, hope for prosperity, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Amen. Amen. Open up Second Corinthians chapter 10 quickly. Um, I want to read something there. Second Corinthians chapter 10.
0: Yeah, I can spell. I can spell. I got this
1: uh look at paul now this he is an apostle of christ look look at what paul says i paul let me just quickly make this bigger on my side but he says yeah i paul myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of christ by the meekness and gentleness of christ i who am humble when face to face with you but hold toward you when i am away i beg of you i beg of you that when i am present i may not Show, uh, have, may not have to show you boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against some who suspect us of walking according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war against the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy, listen to this, here it is. Buckle up. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is confident that he is Christ, let him remind himself that just as he is Christ, so also are we.
0: I I love that. I love that verse by Paul because it's that reminder that I don't think enough Christians today remember. I think too many Christians today forget that the person they're talking to is in Christ. Or if they be in Christ, then they have Christ. Because it's like, oh, you should pray about that as if, you know, I can't be wrong. You're wrong. You need to pray about it, not me. Or um, you need to let the Holy Spirit guide you as if only the Holy Spirit guides you. Like I'd be wanting to just look at people sometimes and be like, oh, you're right. Can you ask God if I can have some help, please? Since you're clearly you're the only one talking to him in this moment, because I I Mm -hmm. guess I can't go to him. So can you please ask God to help out? Because they really think, uh, especially with the false prophets. And you know why? Because they've convinced the people following them to look at them like they have something we don't. It's that separation from God and man again. It's the Pharisees doing what they did, because that's what a prophet was. It was my middle ground between me and God. But you and I don't need that anymore because Christ be in us. We have been brought together as one man in Christ.
1: But that—that's if we just take that line, we just take that verse and that line from that verse. Every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. So we have these self-proclaimed prophets who come out with what, what they're doing is they're giving lofty opinions about the knowledge of God. And they're not taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ Jesus. That's the be all and end all over here. They are not taking every thought captive. The thought that comes into the modern day prophet's head or the personal conviction, as Mike said earlier, now becomes a word of the Lord for everyone out there. Listen, guys, I don't know who needs to hear this, but the Lord's just shown me something. I saw one the other day. This guy comes up and he's like, yo, uh, uh, you know I'm not playing. And this is what they do. Watch this. This is this is the the, the the red flags that you need to be aware of. They are red flags that you need to be aware of. So I'm just going to quickly go through those. Number one, they'll start off with, uh, you know I'm not a liar. You know if I tell you something, it's true. You know that I'm always giving you the most important message. Then so they'll that tell ain't you. all
0: red flags right there.
1: There's yeah, six flags. Exactly. I'm about
0: to go get on a ride.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then they say, please like this video. Share this video with all your friends. Share this with as many people as you can to get the word out there. Don't you think for a second. Now, let's just pause there for a second. Don't you think. That if the word of the Lord was that important, He would give it to all of His people. If 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 the scriptures are clear that God shows no partiality, that God is no or, respecter of persons,
0: or if the word of the, if you're really receiving the word of the Lord, do you really need to uh, set up the authority of it? uh uh preempt pre, preempt what's the word here I'm looking for preemptively uh try to make sure people know that you need to listen to this and then ask everybody to share it I don't know about you but if God gives me the word I know all I got to do is speak it the rest is going to happen that's his word he he just using me to to utter the words and then everything else <laughs> gonna happen I don't need to you're, I don't need to, that yeah. Yeah, listen to what you're doing yeah. like hold on God I know your word has authority but let me talk first okay guys yeah. before yeah. I give you his word it's me yeah, it's your boy. Listen, I'm gonna need you to yeah. just. Can you listen to him? All right, I got you. God, what was it? Like, that's what it <laughs> No, you don't need to prep God's word. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: can you? I mean, you picture the scene now. The prophet Isaiah is on the mountain with the bail priests, and he goes, Listen, guys, now you know me, you know you can trust me. <laughs> like, You've
0: heard me speak for the Lord before. So just hear I me to out. Trust you based on your laugh. I'm going to be honest with you. You sound like you're about to destroy me.
1: <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like honestly, uh, and, and then they go on and this is what he said. So he's like, you got to share this with all your friends. you got to like, you've got to share this. you got to, cause you know, I'm not a liar. I always tell you guys, I always bring it straight. That's what he says. I always bring it straight. I always bring you the truth. And he's like, you're got to go get, you got to go get anointing oil. Um, And now you've got to display this anointing oil in your house, on your dinner table. You've got to put it in a vase. You've got to put this anointing oil in a vase and you've got to anoint your entire house. Like everything's got to be anointed. Absolutely. Everything's got to be anointed. And um, because there is going to come another Passover. it's going to be another Passover and it's going to be, it's going to be horrific. Like it's going to be so many deaths because there's going to be another Passover. So that's so offensive. Man, and 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 you, the traction that the, these videos get, um, for me, it's it's just like wow. Like you you look at the scriptures and you see what, what these apostles, are warning about in 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 the in the latter times, um. It's it's it's, it's all happening in front of our eyes, man. It's all happening well, in front of our eyes, and people it's, will it's say scary. like, well,
0: why are they? Why are they doing that? What are they gaining from that? They're not selling anything, but I want you guys to be aware of a couple of things. First of all, I don't know if you know this, but our enemy doesn't need material wealth or anything. So there doesn't have to be that something that the person or the vessel is getting out of it. If we read second Timothy chapter two, it talks about a person being um, awakened to the truth and escaping the snare of the devil by which they've been captured to do his will. So no, no one has to get anything out of it. Number two, though, as far as getting things out of it, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but views pay on TikTok. And when someone makes these false prophecies, these three days of darkness, I don't know if you see it, but I do. One million views, two million views, three million views. Um, that's that's a lot of money. Like, I don't know if you know this, but that, I mean, it, it's not a lot of money if they're only getting like a thousand views, but if they're getting millions of views for three days of darkness and prophecies, you're putting money in their pocket. By going crazy. So yes, there is things happening in the background that you don't realize. All they need you to do is see it and want to see it again and follow. They don't need you to spend money nowadays. Nowadays, money is not just, you don't need to just sell something to someone to make money. Nowadays, companies want, your, uh, want people's attention and they buy people's attention. In fact, to be real honest, today we are the actual product and people are selling us. So if I can get you all on my channel, I sell you to make money. Because I'm like, hey, I have all these people and they'll listen to me uh, uh, or commercials, right? That's why Super Bowl gets the most money because they got the most viewers. So really, we've become the product we have. And their goal is just to have you come look. And if I'm telling you, I can go viral right now. I I would do it as a as a prank like John does. Those prank videos where he pretends to do the very things we talk against to prove a point. Yeah. But I don't think I can even fix my lips to to speak a false prophecy even for a learning moment. Plus, y'all know yeah. my trolls. They probably call me a false prophet and be like, you broke, even if I do it for a learning purpose, so I can't. Maybe JD can. JD, you 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 have nothing uh, uh, to gain or lose here. People um, <laughs> don't hate you like me. Uh, so go make a false prophecy and let's see if it goes viral.
1: Yeah. I the want bull. you to
0: do three days of darkness, but I want you to tell people that the only way to be saved and then we have to come up with something really wild, make them do something just straight up just dumb.
1: Yeah, you gotta, you gotta get baptized in oil. Like the water is not sufficient. Milk, like milk. Yeah, you gotta milk get baptized in milk. Yeah, pasteurized, non-pasteurized milk, milk. You cannot yeah. enter
0: the land of milk and honey unless ye be baptized in milk and honey. The Lord has spoken. in milk and
1: honey. Yeah, and milk then I'll honey. just whip something out of Jeremiah and and take it completely out of context and be like, see here it says in Ezekiel, we you you have to, you have to be dipped. Well, all you have to
0: do though, and and I'm about to show you why the Bible actually speaks against this. Another tactic that a lot of false prophets use that I've seen that works really well, actually, is what they do is they'll say that they wrote down. So these these prophets always get the prophecy prior and write it down. I've never seen them live prophesy. I don't know if you know that, but that's an actual thing as well. Like the prop prophesying. Uh that's what they were doing in the streets in the Acts of the Apostles when people talk about look, there's prophets. No, they're prophesying. That is
1: true. Um Listen, yeah, you gotta drink pickle you juice. you got to drink a whole jar of pickle juice to clean out your oh I'm gonna to now. remove the demon. Yeah, hell, well, you hell gotta get is. a demon huh? out. First of all, you want a demon out, you gotta drink pickle juice straight from the jar. Man,
0: that's well, that's first how you get rid all, of a demon.
1: Wait, how do we know he's a mean demon? Demons
0: don't like pickles.
1: Demons make, don't no, like they
0: pickles. do they make pickles. <laughs> I imagine that demon's skin looks like pickles tickle skin like that slimy disgusting booger green color i digress though (laughs) listen to me clearly let me finish my point oh man see you all just messed me i had a point and i'm so upset that i don't know what it is now what was i saying darn it jd it was a good one this single point could have led someone to repentance so you better help me figure out what it was Somebody I in the comments, what, what was I, I talking talk. about before he literally um interrupted me to talk about pickles, knowing I can't just skip past that and not continue to talk. I mean, and not stop and talk about pickles. Look, see, they're just good, they're just continuing. Oh, they don't yeah, prophesy yeah. live. I talked about that. Yes. So they write down a lot, and this is why we tell you guys all the time, it's very important to know the word of God because when I listen to them, I'll hear them reading they'll, 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 it's always. This is, I know, I know lately I've had to call out women lately, and I know that I'm going to get a lot of people calling me a sexist. Um, so it's, I don't know why, but I don't know if you guys notice this, but the majority of people that are prophets today online are women. Anybody else notice that like 97% <laughs> and it's always, and, and I always hear their nails when they're reading their prophecy. Cause they grab their nail with their nails. They grab their pen. So you hear the little, <clears throat> and it's like, they're looking through it and they start, you know, saying, and they all sound the same too. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Mm. And let me digress before, again, I get caught something, but they start saying these things and and they do sound good. You're like, oh, that sounds like the Lord. And what they're doing is they're taking a bunch of scriptures and piecing them together. And I'm like, I know it. That's second Peter. That was Matthew. That was Romans. That was Corinthians. Yes. All that was the word of God. And yes, all that was true. But are you telling me that God spoke directly to you to give you word he's already revealed So that you can go reveal it and you think that's prophecy and not just saying, hey, guys, the Bible. Because what they're doing is actually what Jeremiah writes about in Jeremiah chapter 23. Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own mind, not from the mouth of the Lord. Oh, sorry. This is actually the wrong one. This is the scroll down. Boom. I'm going to get to that one later, actually, though. Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, declares the Lord, who steal my words from one another. Behold, I am against the prophets, declares the Lord, who use their tongues and declare, declares the Lord. Behold, yeah. I am against those who prophesy lying dreams, declares the Lord, and who tell, tell them and lead my people astray by their lies and their recklessness when I did not send them or charge them. So they do not profit this people at all. What's he saying? They're telling lies of their visions and dreams that they had. They're stealing words from my prophets. And I didn't send them. I didn't give them a word. So whatever they're speaking gives no benefit to the people they're speaking to. And what I was yeah. starting, oops, sorry, that was probably loud in y'all's ears. What I was starting to read was right before this, when he talks about how they also say to people, they continually say to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. And JD kind of mentioned that you have people pretending yeah. to be prophets of God, and they'll speak to a general group of millions, millions and say, yeah, if you do this, you're good. And who they're talking to could be people that are literally having an affair, pedophiles, murderers, anything. They could be living in these sins, listening and saying, you know, I've been struggling with this problem, this this struggle of pedophilia. But I've been watching Prophet Samson Pampson, and he said that the Lord said he's got me today and that tomorrow will be better. All right. Susie, no, that's not how that works. It's not, you can't, you can't blindly just like, I don't know who this is for, because guess what? You're lying about God giving you word. And now people that it's not for are going to be like, that's for me. Yeah, that's for me. You know how dangerous that is. And I used to share these all the time. Remember the one I shared JD where the dude, I hope you remember this one. I have to reshare this one. This guy was like, this is your year, that business you were going to start that music profession, that this going back to school. He like goes through this list. Of almost every achievement a human being can accomplish in a single year, and says that that thing, do it. The Lord said, "This is your year." And I'm, and every, and this is what they do in the comment section. What do they do? Yes, Lord, I claim it in the name of Jesus. I claim it. I don't know if y'all know this, but you can't claim words like, "Hey, JD, um, I'm I'm praying that you get a million dollars." I claim it. You just grab the million out the air. That's not how that yeah. works. You know, yeah. I'm and, and
1: guys, <laughs> this is this is if we've we've done this right, we've gone through first John, and again, I mean it's 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 so fitting because Selena and I were discussing this yesterday. When you look at the first epistle of John, chapter one, verses six through ten,
0: is that these is they, so guys. They,
1: they walk in the claiming that they are followers of Christ, but they walk in darkness. They oh, say they have liars. no sin. They're liars, and and this is this is I love their belief system. Go ahead, oh, system.
0: Go ahead. Read, it. Read, this, it, read
1: it. This this name and claim it crap is is rooted in Gnosticism. It's not. It's demonic. So here he goes. Go he says this: If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we Sorry, let me just quickly. There we go. We lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light and we have fellowship, we then have fellowship with what? One another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, amen, amen. And if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. So if we confess our sin, Amen. And he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. His word is not in us. And and this is the thing with these prophets. The word of God does not dwell within them. And how do we know this? Because they do not walk in the light. Most of them claim that they go weeks without sinning. They claim that they've reached sinless perfection. Look at all of these prophets. When you ask them, when last did you sin? They'll say, weeks ago, months Today. ago. Yeah. Todd White once came out and said, he hasn't sinned since he was born again. He hasn't sinned in 10 years. Even Bro, though you've I'm done a sure better job dead dead than dead Jesus Christ dead himself. Dead. himself.
0: I would say it's been about an hour and 23 minutes for, the, for uh, since my last aware sin. Um, but probably some others in between there. Just want to throw it out there. But yeah, yeah. you brought us here, JD. So since you brought us here, I went to first John 2. Why is it that the prophetic and progressive and prosperity uh, preachers are all preaching about these things of the world, but yet God says, do not love the world or the things in the world? If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world. The desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the father, but is from the world and the world is passing away along with its desires. Look, listen to what that along with its mm. desires, but whoever does Man. the will of God abides forever. But why is it a lot of these people Reach. that follow them? Their desires are the things of the world, the house, the bills, the money Paul doesn't pray for prosperity i think i said this in my live stream the other night you weren't there jd but i was reading um colossians 1 which i've read with you before obviously but where paul prays to um about the colossians and he says to them oh i went the two by accident he says <laughs> And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So Paul is praying that they have wisdom and understanding. And I don't think we think about one more piece of this. We live in a day and age when nobody has a real need for prosperity, because even in the poorest places of this world compared to that day we prosperous. So why is it in a day when they needed prosperity, Paul prayed for them to have wisdom and knowledge of God. And in a day when we yeah. have prosperity, we don't see anybody praying for the wisdom and knowledge of God. Like we live Man. in a day an age where we have actual food preferences. Like I can actually say, I don't like pickles because I have the ability to choose what I want to eat. I have the ability to say, I want Chinese food today. I'm going to order it. I want pasta today. And yet we live in the day and age with the highest level of prosperity preachers because we're in love with the things we have. We want more of it and more of it. But Paul didn't pray for that for people. Paul prayed. And so from the day we heard, We have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. If I was to pray for people for this, they'd walk out of my church. If I was to go to any, if I was to be a guest speaker at most churches in America and that's what I'm praying for them for, they're like, "Mm." That's not what they came for. Yeah. so You're praying that I do yeah. good works, bro. I want to have a break. Why are you praying that God works me and uses me? I want prosperity and comfort and relaxation. Mm. A God who just gives me everything.
1: Yeah. If you go to one Timothy chapter two as well, look at, look at, this is, this is one of the things when, when it comes to these people that say, yeah, but I'm an apostle of God today, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm an apostle. Look! Look at look at all look at how Paul addresses Timothy. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for the kings, and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth for there is one god and there is one mediator between god and men the man christ jesus what <laughs> sorry paul you must be mistaken bro one one mediator one mediator the man christ jesus but 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 surely there are other prophets who can who can mediate uh no uh listen to me young timothy there is one god And one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. We have no other mediators today who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time, which has been fulfilled. For this, I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth.
0: And you know, what's funny, Paul points out that he was appointed, what a preacher and an apostle, right? Uh, uh, Identifying that the apostle part of him, isn't the preacher part. And and yet today, what do all apostles do? All they do is preach and then impart. They'd be like, I'm doing impartations, deliverance. That's an apostle was to establish the foundation. What does Paul spend his entire ministry doing? Bringing the gospel to new locations and preparing people to set up churches there so they can keep moving. Paul established churches in so many places because he went there with them, spent time with them, and then left. That's not what these apostles today are doing. These apostles today aren't trying. They're they're doing what the apostles today do the same thing prophets that do today. The same thing. So what's the difference? Because they'll argue Ephesians 4, prophets and apostles. Well, wait a minute. If you're saying that these are five-folds, Explain the difference between your pro- prophets and apostles. I don't see a difference. They're both doing the exact same things. Well, they can do the same things. So then, yeah, what are they? Yeah. And here's a question, yeah. JD. I was asking uh, someone the other day. So you're telling me that <laughs> for this fivefold ministry, if JD has a demon and the Holy Spirit's in him, they believe that in order for that demon to be cast out, I The Holy Spirit and dwelt believer need to cast it out of the Holy Spirit and dwelt believer. And the way I do so is by the power of the Holy Spirit that that Holy Spirit and dwelt believer has. But that Holy Spirit dwelt believer was unable to resist the demon. The demon was able to enter him. But that same Holy Spirit that couldn't protect that vessel in me will cast it out. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I need someone to make it make sense to me. Because then the only difference between those two people is the person and not the Holy Spirit. As far as our power go, you know the difference between me and JD? Absolutely nothing. We have the same power. It's Christ. I have not one ounce of more power than him. Because who I am doesn't add on top of perfection. If I fill this cup up with Jesus, it would be to the brim. If I pour JD in it, JD overflows. If I pour Mike in it, Mike overflows. It's, It's full. Amen. And if it's full, cool, demons can't get in there either. There's no room for me inside of me, let alone a demon. And if I be dead with Christ, then it be Christ in me.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and and this is the whole thing. If 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 a demon and we're not, and and let me just let me just s- solidify the fact that Mark and I are not suggesting that demons are not cast out of people. Demons are cast out of people who do not believe the gospel. The moment they believe the gospel, the demon flees. That this is, this is what people don't understand. You can be demonically oppressed to the point where you can't see truth. And, and with prayer, with supplications, with people getting brothers and sisters, getting together, praying for an individual, we can see their hearts open up and then believe the gospel. And the moment they have believed the gospel, they are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That demon flees the demon flees there is no more and 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 we we have to look at the scriptural references for this every single demon that was cast out by Christ was on a non-believer of Christ Mary Magdalene had seven demons cast out and after the seven demons were cast out she then became a follower of Christ there is this is the one problem I have with that show the chosen they 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 insinuate that those demons came back which is false and nowhere in scripture is this supported That she was again attacked by demons or she was again possessed by demons. So uh, not all unbelievers. No, absolutely not, Brandon. I don't think all unbelievers have demons, but I absolutely think that all unbelievers are demonically oppressed because that's what Satan has come uh, to do. I
0: think the Christians of today also attribute too much to demons at times. Me and JD agree that there are demons and those demons are doing things and those demons are in this world. However, uh, I don't believe that there are billions of demons and that means uh, uh, I don't believe there's demons on every corner, on every place. Um, I believe that humanity has accountability. See deep down inside, a lot yeah. of us don't even need demonic influence to sin. <laughs> I know that that maybe that's why people want it to be demons because then you don't have to admit it's you. And I've said this before that I truly believe a large part of the deliverance ministry is that pushing off the accountability and blaming demons. That that pornography yeah. is not demons, that's you. And you need to confront that. Yeah. That alcoholism is not demons, that's you. And you need to confront that.
1: Yeah.
0: Like we need to. Yeah. People then, be like, Satan doing that? Satan's not omnipresent. So unless you think Satan's everywhere at once, it ain't Satan making you sin against God. Satan didn't make and Adam and sin. He did play a part in bringing doubt in the question, but Eve still did it. And if we even yeah. read Genesis 1 and 2, I've said it before, Satan didn't even do that much. He didn't even lie. We went over yeah. the other day. It's not even a lie that he does. He takes truth and he uses it incorrectly to make her doubt God. And he is guilty for that. And he's been cursed for that. But we need to stop making it seem like Satan was the only bad guy in the garden. I think that's what people think. And I think atheists do it too. Like, oh, why is that fair? That bro, Satan is not the bad guy of the story. We are. That's 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 why it it says Christ, while we were still enemies of God, Christ reconciled us. So at the end of the day, we need to we need to make this very clear, like, guys. You're guilty too. Yeah. You need to confront your sin. And that's why Paul was confronting his sin and said, When I sin, it is no longer I who sin, but sin that dwells in me. Wretched man that I am, yeah. who will save me from this body of death? He didn't say, Who will save me from Amen. these demons? Because demons have no control Amen. over us. In fact, let's look at every demon that runs across Jesus in the Old Testament. They tremble before him and beg him to be, have mercy. And you want me to believe that if Christ North is Romans, in me, a yeah. demon can enter that body? The same demons that tremble before him, you think can come in this body and kick the Holy Spirit out? I'm sorry, but they said, what do you want from us, Holy One? We know you are the Holy One of God. Leave us be, leave us alone. And and what did it say, JD? He told them to stop speaking and they couldn't even open their mouth. Demons couldn't even open their mouth when he said, shut up. And you want me to believe that a man who walks with Christ in him can be possessed by a demon? No, that's your flesh. And your flesh Amen. is where we need to keep our eyes on.
1: And this is exactly what Jesus explains when he talks about the strong man and a and, and house who has a strong man in it cannot be overthrown. The house has got a strong man in it. Christ is much stronger in you. Why, did, why would Jesus say things? Do not fear the world for I have overcome the world. Greater is he, he who is in me than he who is in the world. And 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 to, to you know, Brandon's bringing up a lot of good, good topics of discussion, but uh, you know, how about the resistance to Christ? This is, is this a sinful nature or, a, or demonic? And there's a few things I'm going to say on this one. The first one is, again, we look at Gnosticism and how it's crept into Christianity and this progressive Christianity movement where they paint a the picture that human beings are intrinsically good people, that you're a good person. You've just got to find that goodness within you. You've just got to activate that goodness within you. Uh, everybody is good. Nobody is bad. Uh, Joel Osteen actually comes up in one of his sermons, and he says this: He has dealt. He said, I've dealt with a lot of people in my life, and I can tell you from experience, ninety-nine point nine percent of people are good people. No, 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 no. That's the opposite of what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches us that all are bad people. Absolutely, every single one are bad, and can only be made good, can only be made righteous with. Christ Jesus. So again, if 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 the resistance to the gospel is definitely a bit of both. It is is it's giving in to the subtleties of deception that Satan uses because what is what do we see? Satan is the one who comes, he's the accuser. So Satan keeps a lot of people away from the gospel. Um again, not saying he's omniscient or, or omnipotent, but by the people that have been influenced by Satan that are his mouthpieces, that will make these videos, these deconstructing videos, uh, those people, I believe, are being demonically influenced. And because of their demonic influence on, on social media and whatever the case may be, they trip up those who are seeking. So someone might be seeking out the gospel. They'll come across this deconstructing video, and they'll be like, oh, wow, that that's a couple of good questions. I haven't ever asked those questions. I
0: mean, J.D., um, the parable of the sower answers the question. Some Satan swoops down and get, grabs a seed. And some people have hard hearts of thorns and sticks and that's, that's their hearts. Right. You know? So yes, yeah, Satan does swoop down. Jesus told us he sees that seed thrown. And if it's just sitting there, he'll come down and swoop up and grab it. And, and then we have those that, that heart in their hearts. Um, but I wanted to emphasize some because they heard me talk about, um, uh, uh spiritual warfare. And I just want to remind some people of something. Spiritual warfare is not Satan is there and your spirit is fighting him and you're just feeling it because it's happening, right? I don't know why why some of the ideas of spiritual warfare exist, but I'm going to tell you right now what I understand spiritual warfare to be. Spiritual warfare is once your spirit is alive in Christ and you're walking with that Holy Spirit and your spirit is alive, that spirit is still walking in this broken world. So you have a pure spirit, a spirit of Christ literally walking in a broken, destroyed, and spiritually dead world. Every day, my flesh battles with my new spirit. Like Paul is – spiritual warfare is Romans 7, right? People think spiritual warfare is me battling with demons. No, no, no. The, the demons play a part. J.D. already explained it. They play a part with what they bring into this world. You don't realize this, but the music, the, the advertisements, all of that is demonically influenced. And then when I bring it in, it's it's influencing me. So, yes, it is a battle spiritually, but it's not like in the spiritual realm, Um, you know, Satan is punching me in the head. And, and I'm like, man, the spiritual warfare, that's not what it is. Right, You are a yeah. new new creation in Christ, so that battle that Christians have, and a lot of young Christians that haven't been discipled, they think this is like, I'm a bad Christian. No, you're actually you're actually finally aware of the dirtiness that's been present this whole time, and that's why you feel sick, and you feel upset, and you feel doubt because you never noticed it because you're now spiritually yes. alive. But this yeah. is what the Bible Absolutely. speaks of when it says you're separated from your spirit. This is why it says the man of God does not yeah. sin in, in 1 John 3. Yes, you sin, but that amen. sin doesn't attach to your spirit.
1: Yeah, Amen, 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 Amen. I mean, and this is this is exactly what Paul confirms for us in in one Corinthians chapter nine. Again, we he has to discipline his body. He has to he has to make sure that he is not running a race in vain, that he is not preaching in vain. And you know, the Samantha, to answer your question, that that's that's exactly why. That is exactly why the closer you get to God in in, in a spiritual sense and the more you grow spiritually, the more you will feel the oppression, the more you will feel certain things Um, and the more you'll be inclined or in tune with what's happening in the world and certain things will grieve you more because this is exactly why Paul says we are to abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. And and. This is why some people, you know, I made a a short video on my story yesterday. I used one of those cap cut means. But sometimes cutting certain people out of your life, whether they be family, whether they be friends, if that's hindering your walk with God, if this is causing you to slip into the flesh and react from a place that isn't like that isn't, then you have to walk away from those people, Um, even if it is just for a season and and pray and trust that God will restore the relationships but but ultimately we we are not able to convince someone of the truth that's not our job our, our job is not to prove anything our job is not to convince our job is to speak the truth in love that's what we're called to do speak the truth in love and this is the exhortation we receive throughout scripture when it comes when the time comes. You are to speak the truth in love. When you are oppressed, speak the truth in love. When you are conflicted, speak the truth in love. This is why Paul says we are we are attacked. We are you know in in Second in Corinthians twelve, I think it is, where he speaks of being oppressed, attacked, shipwrecked, snakes have bitten him, imprisoned. All of these things have happened, but they have not stopped him from speaking the truth in love. Why? Because of the end goal. And this is another, just another stab at the modern-day apostles. Why did the apostles of, of, of Christ's time suffer such conflict? Why were they battling to eat and battling to find places to sleep? Why did they spend days at sea? Why, why did they go through such a torrid time, and you guys are wearing the, the most fanciest suits, driving the fanciest cars, living in the fanciest houses in the fanciest suburbs, when, when, when the apostles of Christ were so heavily conflicted and almost every single one of them was, was martyred and tortured to death. Mm-hmm. So don't uh, make so no I, sense. does
0: it? I feel like I got to clarify again, because I see some people with more questions. Um, no spiritual warfare is not flesh and blood. So when we speak of the flesh versus the spirit, um, the flesh is the symbol. Obviously your flesh doesn't do the thinking, right? Um, it, your flesh is the symbol of your humanity and your, your human nature. Look at Romans 8 real quick, guys. It says, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God, um, God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, there's two different things happening there. The mind set on the flesh and those in the flesh. Now, we're not in the flesh. That's true. So we can please God. However, there are moments where our minds will still go get set on the flesh. Peter gets told to get behind me Satan because his mind was on the flesh. In 1 Corinthians 3, Paul says that you are babes in Christ still in the flesh, right? So when you say, where do these thoughts come from? That's your sinful mind. Can Look, I don't know everything. So can demons possibly place thoughts in your head by being in proximity of you, whispering in your ear spiritually? I'm sure there's possibilities of it. But you know how they really do it that I know of? Through the things we allow in reaching our brain, our flesh. The media, the music, the, 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 you think the music that literally glorifies murder is not demonically controlled behind it, behind it. I mean, who else do you think would pump up music that glorifies murder music that glorifies the sexuality at that degree pornography that takes things to the abusive and brutal side? Like, and I mean, pornography is wrong too, but I'm saying like these images and these words and your flesh, your God's word is true. It says your brain Your mind set on flesh is hostile to God, period. That means even though you be in the spirit, what is? because this is Romans 8, what's right before this, Romans 7, when he said, although my mind serves the law of God, my flesh serves the law of sin and death.
1: Amen. So you have to
0: understand that things that come from the outside, it's not that you have demons that are in you and demons uh, are, are literally coming into your house and sitting next to you. All day long, you are going through a spiritual world. And if your spiritual eyes are closed, you are literally walking through clouds of toxic uh, toxins and poison. Like I want you to imagine if the spiritual world was something you could see. And every sinful thing, whether it's music glorifying murder or sexual things, it's like a big cloud of purple toxins. And if you see it, you will not walk through it because you know just going near it can cause you to get sick. But you don't see it and you walk through it. And you hear it. And for the men, I can't talk to women. For the men, you glance a picture of an advertisement, and it's a woman wearing nothing but panties. And now a thought entered your head of a woman with nice legs and panties. And then you see another advertisement, and it, does, it it's breasts. And now that man has two images, and he can't get out of my head, man. Lord, Heavenly Father, just help me with these images. Yeah. Right? You're, yeah. you're yeah, walking yeah. – through this world of constant spiritual battling and what you don't realize, it's like that guy that puts those glasses on and everything changes. That's the spiritual realm. It's around you all day long. Amen. And yes. To answer Samantha's questions, there are people that are walking with demons sitting on their shoulders. Not not literally. I'm trying to help you understand something. And there's a reason why your presence brings anger to them, despite you don't know why I didn't do anything to you. Because the demon on mm. them has the God in you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So just to, just to, just to clarify before I have to leave is, is that there are 8 billion people on this planet that there isn't a demon for each person. There, there are not 8 billion demons. So to, to, to clarify what Mike's saying, if a demon goes and influences somebody who lives on the, the, the back end of Idaho on a ranch and he's got a population of 20 people that, that wouldn't serve any great purpose to Satan whatsoever. But if he can influence the people at the top, if he can influence the people in media, if he can influence the people in, 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 in office, if he can in influence those people and they can get up and on a platform where they speak and three, four, five million people will witness or listen to what they're saying because they can hold an audience. That's the person who who the devil And his demons are looking to influence. He's not looking to influence Joe Soap down the road, who who has because ultimately (laughs) what what what's what reach does Joe soap have? Again, we can see it. Christians can see. That's why we always warn people against the media, mainstream media, even TikTok. What do I always tell people when they come into my lives on TikTok? Stay off of the FYP. It's disgusting on there. There's there's young girls that that sell themselves on tiktok literally stay off of the for you page once you've seen something you can't unsee it the same, you know, same i'm happy mike with
0: my, with my for you finally changed jd when i had to come to this new account yeah. and i and my algorithm like was back to normal i know i was getting as these women and oh my goodness i had it i had a hit i don't want to see i don't want to see so much but my my algorithm is finally back to things that make a christian mad
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, and, and this is, this is, this is exactly, this is exactly it. If, if we, if, and, and I get this a lot with guys and, and, and pornography, you know, why, why should men not watch pornography? Why should women not watch pornography? Because it taints the idea of, of something that was beautifully created by God, something that was created by God for us to enjoy, which has been tainted by the world of pornography. And once you've seen a single skit or clip of that, you cannot unsee it. It can never be unseen. Nope. So this is where you yourself. It's discipline just like pre sex as well. Yeah. Same thing. Stay away from it. Stay away like from I'm, it. Feed, I, I, feed this. I know.
0: Yeah. I've said this before, but to all the younger people out there, if you are, if you have, if you've st- Oh, did we get a little hiccup there with the internet? There we go. Yeah. Yeah, but we back. I don't know, a little hiccup there for a second. But yeah, basically what I'm saying is like, once you do these things, it, it really, it does stick to you. I'll be very honest with you. And I'm not saying that in a sense of condemnation, but I'm saying in the sense of that there's your brain, your mind holds things. And then, man, okay, I'm telling you, you will fight those images. Uh, I get people that reach out to me all the time about spiritual warfare, especially men with lust. And they ask me, when does it end? And I tell them the same thing my mentor told me. I'll let you know when I find out. And my mentor's 80. I asked him straight up like, all right, Larry, when's it end? When does, when it stops working? When like, does that mean your brain stops wanting? He's like, nope, I don't know. (laughs) I'll let you know when it happens. And it's like, wow, really? That's the world we live in. And a lot of us, because of the way we're letting our children grow up with uh, the internet, they're seeing it before they realize they shouldn't see it. And those images are stuck there at the age of 13, 14 so um with that being said um i know that uh jd said that uh it's that time and i didn't even realize it um so it is that time we're gonna hop off here uh but i appreciate you guys hanging out with us i appreciate you guys uh uh, being here every monday and wednesday i was trying to find a video i wanted to show you guys after jd left jd say bye to them real quick
1: love you guys thanks again and uh yeah good discussions uh please let us know if there's any more questions um and also drop, drop us emails, or uh, on, um, ideas for podcasts or topics that you would like us to discuss, because, uh, that's always, it's always helpful, um, to see what, what you guys want to hear. If there's specific passages that you want to read or understand, then, uh, please send those through. I love you all grace and peace. I will see you on Wednesday. Peace brother. Love you, man. Oh, and he just jumped
0: off like that. Look at that. All right. So before we get off, um. So I want to show you guys a video I saw eight eight years ago. Now I want to let you know that this video does not have the greatest quality, but really it's just and and, and I'm not sitting here saying it's 100% theologically sound either. But it was a really cool vision, to remind me of something that we do need to be aware of. And I wonder if you're gonna get the sound. Let's see. If there's no sound, never mind. Y'all let me know if there's sound. Hold on. Why don't I hear anything? I don't even hear anything. Hear anything? Can y'all hear that? Huh. To be honest with you, I don't think you, eh, the sound matters. I mean, mainly, I just want you, want you to see what this animator did. So, this animator, trying to, I, I think, for children, trying to help them understand that there's things happening that we don't see. What he did is he comes and he animates this. Hold on. So, he creates like a little guy here. This is in um, so the spirit realm, he's walking in the armor of God. So, he also a soldier of God. In the spiritual world. This is a man of God. Man. He follows the Lord, walks his life, and he walks in the spirit world, walks in the armor of God. Now, he animates these non believers, as you see in the background, with little demons following him. And I always that was interesting because the way he animates this, again, not something so super biblically accurate, uh, whatever. Hey, said it's not working. All right, whatever then. So, didn't work? Oh, well, looks like we're not doing it then. Uh, so, it's time to get out of here then. So, end of the podcast. Uh, everybody's saying I sound horrible. So, I guess the audio started messing up. So, it's time for me to get up off of here. So, I'm leaving. I understand that much. Yeah, I said, never mind. So since it didn't work, it didn't work. So with that being said, guys, uh, appreciate you guys being here. I guess I'll try and show you all that video at another time. So until then.